All right, so what's up, everybody? It's Francisco here with uh, good buddies uh, Andrew and Charles. Andrew's back. And we're hey, everybody. Here. Yep. Fortieth uh, sports goofs, and uh, we have a game seven tonight. So that's exciting. Game seven of the World Series between the Nationals and the Astros. Um. Gosh, this. So exciting, actually, really exciting. I didn't think the Nationals would would wake up, but apparently they did. Le- they did leave their mojo back in Houston. Um, we have a lot to talk about as far as there's a lot of video game news, sports video game news, thanks to a huge announcement by the NCAA, and I'm sure Andrew has been following that. Mm-hmm. A ton of people have been following that because uh, there's a certain video game that a lot of people want to come back and there's a very real possibility it will it will um all right so uh and on the video game we have on board is tecmo super baseball thought it was very appropriate to have it for tonight given that we have a game seven world series so i'll be recreating that world series in front of us we'll have the houston astros versus the well, really, we have to put them against the Montreal Expos because this was like back in like '93 or something like that, or '94. Um, this right, is guys. back when the Astros were in the National League. Right, right. And this is actually probably um, with the rainbow uniforms. The who the Expos? I think they made. No, a... no, no. The the Astros. No, I think this might have been. This might be when they switch to that like navy and and gold uniform, like a futuristic '90s look. Ah, uh, the one that I remember. Yeah, yeah, the one that I actually like. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, plenty of games on tonight. There's NHL, there's NBA. Uh, we have NFL news we can talk about as well, uh, and uh, college football for the next upcoming week and I'm sure Andrew's got a bunch to say about that since he's missed he missed last week and uh, some wrestling stuff as well from from our buddy Charles so guys uh, I guess we should start with baseball since it's the thing that uh, is coming up now so game seven of the World Series I don't know uh, how, how close have you been have you guys been following the series now over the, over the over the weekend uh, we had three sports goofs uh what i would say watch streams first time we're doing that and we've had some pretty all right numbers for those so uh good on everybody for watching that as i and listen to me babble on about sports uh but all right guys uh i mean how do you guys feel about the series thus far i honestly have no clue anymore um you know, I thought, man, this is the. I thought, man, the Astros are going to win in five or six. You know, I thought they were going to end the series, and I thought they were going to end the series in in five. Actually, I thought they were going to end it in Washington, and I thought the Astros might take a game or uh, take a game, but no, they completely. Like you said, they left their mojo in Houston, and you know I thought you know surely they're on the 
on the cusp of winning. They, the Nationals are done, but no, they they left. You're right. They did leave their mojo in Houston. They stormed back, and now I honestly don't know what to make of it anymore. Fun fact: This is baseball's 150th anniversary. The World Series, with two exceptions, has been played every year since 1903. This is the first time. It, this is the first time in any playoff, any series, in a seven-game series, where the first six games have been won by the away team. Hmm. Interesting. Now, remember the 2001 series between the Yankees and the Diamondbacks? That was won by all home games. All, the home team won all the home games. Because uh, the Diamondbacks won the first two, then the Yankees won all three in New York, and then the D-backs won the next two. In Which you imagine is to be expected. That's why having home field advantage is such a uh, desired thing because you want that advantage in the event of a seventh game because you kind of assume you're going to have home field advantage so you know you have a better likelihood of winning at home but this is completely flipped it on its head and it's amazing so uh, what about you Charles to say to quote the the infamous Gwen Stefani, this oh ish is bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-
Serrano, Pedro yeah. Serrano. Yes. When he when he hit the, the when he hit that curveball home run in the uh, in the playoffs in the in the pennant game, um, he carried the bat not just to first base. He took it around <laughs> the entire. <laughs> he took it the entire way. And people kept referencing that last night. Like I've never seen the, anything like that before. Oh, it, it was um, it, it was, was great, man. It was beautiful, and especially Juan Soto is like, oh yeah, uh, anything you can do, I can do better. That is the best retaliatory thing you see. If most likely, if that were in the regular season, they probably would have thrown a ball straight at Bregman's head. But what better way to retaliate than to do it to them right back? Right. So I got a question. I got a question for you guys. Is it me or did Anthony Renan look like he was a person who was out of a relationship who gets a text message from their ex <laughs> at three in the morning after he hit that home run? No emotion at all. You know, I, I, it, commented, it's like, I commented on a, on a tweet. Uh, I think it was John boys. Mm. Um, I said, dude, calm down. <laughs> it's like, and ironically enough, I followed you on that one because I saw like perfect timing. So it's relevant all things today, Andrew. You opened the door, but let's be honest here. He looks like a Joseph Lover because he's up for a payday. You know, someone's going to pay him out. You just hit a World Series home run that kept your team alive. Bruh. I, I think he was. I think it might have been more of a page out of Damian Lillard's book. You know, Damian Lillard yeah. hit that big big shot right there at the end of the series. I think that's pretty much the same thing, you know. Hey, go in there with some attitude. Uh, ice, ice in his veins. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But uh, but I don't know about you guys, but it's it really feels like the tides have turned and now I feel like I'm watching a superhero movie and the great villain as the Astros are about to get the comeuppance. And watch what happens in the next Scherzer lays up like eight home runs in the first inning and then I just go cry in the corner. Uh, I really hope. I Actually... Um, I thought the series, I thought the Nationals were going to win the series, like Andrew said, like in five or something like that. Man, there's, they have three no, I thought the, I thought the Nationals were going to win in five. After no, that's, the... yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Um, yeah, I thought the Nats would win in five after they, you know, freaking punched the Astros in the mouth the first two games. And then they proceeded to poop the bed at home. So... I thought, okay, for sure the Astros have all the momentum heading into the game. And then, you know, Justin Verlander started the game, and I guess it, that deflated all all doubt there. Um, and they couldn't use Garrett Cole all over again. That would have been weird and awful. So well. who is the Astros starter for tonight? Granky? So tonight, Game 7 of the World Series between the Astros and, yep, it's Granky. Granky versus Scherzer. He has a really been that good in my opinion throughout the playoffs aside from okay yeah he's got uh let's see so far this postseason zach granke has is 0-2 5.30 era 18 innings pitched 22 strikeouts yeah he has not he has not had a his, his entire his really his postseason resume isn't even that good uh whereas mm-hmm. scherzer scherzer so far three and oh 2.16 ERA, 25 innings pitched, and he's had a um, his his postseason record is on the pot is on the plus side as at the very least. Um, but yeah, uh, 
I mean, who comes out the hero? Or is it that both guys just are too fatigued? That's what I wanted to ask. Thing? I mean, who's going to get the World Series MVP here? Now, I, I feel like... Um, if the Nationals were to win, who would it be? I had to name... Um, Juan Soto? Maybe. I mean, if he has a, especially if he has a big game seven, because he already had a big game one. He had a big game six so far and and so far this series hold on let me look at their lineup um so far in this series uh, if i can actually get it to pop up here trying to get the preview there we go um so i really think it might end up going to a pitcher so juan soto so far in the postseason, he's hit 62. He's got five home runs, and uh, some of them have already been here in this World Series. Um, I, if it were to be a pitcher, I mean, Garrett Cole lost the first first game that he pitched, but then he pitched a brilliant game five, really hmm. brilliant game five. I mean, if anything, that earned him that whatever gigantic payday contract he's going to get in the off season. Um, I mean, if if Scherzer wins tonight, I think he gets it because he had a very good first start, and he's right. been pretty unstoppable this entire postseason. Yeah, um, if he can go six, seven innings and be and hold the, the Astros to, or at the very might least, even be Strasburg. Now that I think about it, yeah, Strasburg has been consistent. Actually, Strasburg has been amazing. Yeah. This whole this whole uh, postseason and last night was ridiculous. He went eight and a third innings. Yeah, completely saving their bullpen, saving everything. I mean, they had Scherzer warming up last night. Yeah, that's that point. That's that's clutch. <laughs> what he what he did kind of reminds me a bit of um, well, different circumstance, but Josh Beckett back in well, completely different circumstance. Um, because he was on short rest, but right. he he saved he saved the bullpen, which is great. Um, I don't know; it'll be tough. I think I think the Nationals have a lot. If if the Astros win, it's Bregman. Period. End of story. Yeah, he's had a pretty good postseason. Oh, and guys, by the way, uh, we've sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sports Goose is sponsored by the Astro Gaming A40TR headsets. <laughs> I found a sponsor. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so we're 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 collecting the pennies, and I think it it, really, it literally might be pennies. Um, <laughs> but we have sold out, so Sports Goose has sold out. Uh, uh, I don't know how they an actual legit spot. Yeah, yeah, we actually have legit sponsorship now. That's why our chat. Our Sports Goofs chat is now sponsored. That's why you can look on the screen there. And we have, uh, yeah, so uh, we're all gamers here. And we enjoy gaming. You know, Charles and Andrew have a PS4. I have a Nintendo Switch. We all have PCs. And we have a but Sega Genesis worry. game on screen here. So uh, we are gamers. And, and, and what better way to, uh, to, to, to celebrate this postseason is to have a nice gaming headset and trash talk your <laughs> opponents, right? Okay. And let me just be clear, though, this doesn't mean that our non-sponsor that word from non-sponsors is going anywhere because we still have plenty of non-sponsors. Yeah, exactly. 
listen to our goofy debauch with me. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Uh, sorry, I cut you off there, Andrew. I'm sorry. Um, uh, no worries. Lawyers have no souls. Oh, no. No. I, no. I, we... I, I've been dead for quite a while in, on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, That's another story. <laughs> um, I actually have two non-sponsors tonight now that I think about it. Ooh. Oh, okay. Well, you've had two weeks uh, to, to have them, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, Quick you... question. Should pitchers even be considered for MVP? Yeah. All right, so let me put my two cents on this. A couple of years ago, who was it that got both the Cy Young and the MVP? Was it Verlander or was it Clint Kershaw? Kershaw. A bit. Probably Kershaw. Kershaw right? He's not going to World Series MVP, that's for sure. No. <laughs> I was against it throughout a duration of the series because at the most of the pitcher throughout the season, you're getting 30 games compared to the 160-something that's out there. You come into a World Series, I take a little bit of the product of how good you are in all the other parts of the playoffs. Yes, we understand there's the ALCS MVP and then the NLCS MVP, but guess what? Someone's going to be a runner-up to that, and that doesn't matter because not both sides can win, so take what you want with that. Mm-hmm. But when I get to the World Series stuff, when I actually see lights-out pitching, and it's been rare, I feel, for the last couple World Series, I haven't seen like a, a starter kind of like blow my mind because usually they're gassed or they're on short inning rest like you mentioned Strasburg going the eight some people wouldn't do that granted that's a testament to how fatigued the Nationals bullpen or their selection of starters are so it's one of those things where I'm okay with it because if it's seven games you might see them at three appearances two full starts and possibly a bullpen thing and they do their job all right we got something going on here I okay, so let me look back at the history of the World Series MVPs. So let's see, the last pitcher to win it was, let's see here, was Madison Bumgarner in 2014. Mm. Remember, he pitched a brilliant World Series, and of course, uh, that Game Seven against the um, against the Royals. I think he pitched three games that series. Uh, yeah, he went two and zero, and he also he he got that save. Remember, at the end of Game Seven. Right, so mm-hmm. that's big. Like that, that totally deserves. So, so you could say he was responsible for three victories, right there and then. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The next pitcher after that was Cole Hamels in two thousand and eight. He had a one and zero record. Two two games started against the Rays, and uh, four earned runs over thirteen innings and eight strikeouts. Maybe not not the flashiest of numbers, but of course the series ended in five. So really, the Phillies can find anybody better, but that for pitching, because you just went from Matt and Bumgarner, which it makes sense because he actually well, contributed. Well, remember, Cole no matter was how really short. good back then, he was their ace. Um, he was, but, but, I, but the series, I, I mean, gosh, I don't even really remember that series between the Rays and the and the Phillies. It was over so fast, too. Um, I think we have somebody who does. Yeah. Uh, then Josh Beckett in 2003, he went one and one. He lost the first game against the Yankees, but then he pitched a complete game shutout. At Yankee Stadium, I, I remember. I remember no such thing. Francisco. Oh, I, that thing I perfectly remember that game. <laughs> and then prior to that was the, um, uh, I think that was the the, the co World Series MVPs between Kurt Schilling and and um, and Randy Johnson in two thousand one. The above statement. Yeah. So I think Charles keeps. Yeah, Charles keeps having amnesia because uh, I keep recalling that and then in 1999 mariano rivera won the world series mvp because he recorded two saves 
uh, in that World Series and pitched four and two-thirds scoreless innings. So, um, and then Levon Hernandez, uh, prior to that, he won two games in that series against the Indians. And John Wetland won for the Yankees in 96. So, um, actually, in the 90s, there were a lot of pitchers that uh, won the World Series. Like, uh, For example, Jack Morris, 1991. He pitched that 10-inning shutout in Game 7. I mean, that's completely worthy of a World Series MVP. If anything, pitchers should, pitchers should be worthy of it because they affect the game more than anybody. Really, they're, the, the game is literally in their hands. Um, so, but what about a season, Francisco? Ah, uh, well, the season. Uh, I I don't know. I think that it's kind of like. Um, I think it should be separate. I think they should be separate. It's like kind of in hockey. The hockey has um, the Art Ross, which is kind of like the MVP for for NHL, and then they've got the the Vesna Trophy, which is just four goaltenders. And I can't imagine a goaltender winning the Art Ross Trophy unless he wins like. 50 games by himself or something like that and his team is completely awful and he had shutouts up the wazoo but a pitcher i mean i mean the last example what was clayton kershaw so i don't know it's like it's kind of like it's it's kind of uh it's hindsight is 2020 so you see Clayton kershaw is like yeah he had a great regular season but you know, should he is? I mean, I think the Dodgers would have been fine if you didn't have a Kershaw caliber pitcher on the team. They probably maybe win half of the starts that an average pitcher would have if in, in Kershaw's place. But they probably still make the playoffs in that sense. I don't know. I can't see. I I I really don't like that a pitcher can win an MVP. Unless they have the most exceptional of circumstances, 300 strikeouts, 20 and something record, and uh, one point something ERA, kind of like a, kind of like when uh, like a John Gibson type of season, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. All right. Um, I, w- I will say though, like I said, um, you know, I can't quite put a, I can't. Give a definitive answer on who I think it would who would win if it was with the Nationals, but if it's the Astros, it's got to be Bregman. He's That's, had a he's had a good series, and he's had some uh, he's he's come up big in spots. By the way, one other thing I want to mention. I think I truly deep down think that they repli- that they brought back the juice baseballs for the World Series. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of the games have been lopsided. Well, it's not that they've been lopsided; it's that eventually they became lopsided. Right, but also, like, look at the first two, the first two rounds, three rounds, if you include the wild card play-in. There were not that many home runs, and as a matter of fact, everyone was saying that sure home runs in the regular season were were coming up short. Now it's like home runs are just getting launched out of the yard. I think Bregman's had two major home runs. Uh, he had that grand slam. He's had two solo shots. I think he's had like three or four home runs in this series. Uh, Rendon, uh, Soto, like they're just, home runs are just 
coming out of nowhere. And it's, I think it's. So he's had three in this series so far. Bregman. 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 Yeah, he's had three in this series so far. Uh, Soto's got three also in the series. So, like, look at that. That's six home runs between two players. And I think there were, I legitimately think there were series uh, in the the wild I mean, card. Last night, and... there were four home runs. Now, of course, that's you can also say that's virtue of the fact that they went back to Houston, which is a hitter's park. Uh, it's a band box. Right, but I think. But like, there were. There were four think, home runs in Game Five, so and that was in DC. I think there were. I, I really think there were some. Pl, the pl, the wild card LDS LCS. I really think there were series that had fewer than six home runs in them, and you have six home runs between two guys. Yeah. So I, it's either. I don't know, but I think I really do think something is different. And I'm just, and I'm just, I guess, playing devil's advocate as well, just to have the, the just to say, take the opposing side. Also, the fact that uh, they, when they were playing in DC, remember it's colder up there, and the ball actually travels better, uh, and the baseball uh, composition changes when in the cold, so they actually fly a lot more um, because of that. But just playing devil's advocate as well as for maybe. As to, I mean, it still doesn't explain how the Nationals only scored three runs in their three home games. They were outscored nineteen to three. So I don't think, if if they were using juiced balls, they were only using them for half of an inning each inning. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so guys, uh, I guess a prediction. Who do you think for tonight? World Series. I'm going Nationals. Nationals. Okay. Just because okay. I want to believe, Francisco. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, you're still salty about the Astros beating your Yanks. Pretty much. And I guess, Andrew, maybe, are you salty about the Astros beating the Rays? Because they, they Not at all. Your teams. Um, because we, we, we lose to the winner, right? That's the mindset. Well, first off, I just want to say that Roger Clemens in the game here just threw 109 miles per hour. Ah, well, it's, you know, he was on steroids, so. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, he's juiced up. Uh, Juice Clemens. No, that was a terrible pun. Uh, ugh, that was awful. Nah, I, I'm not salty. Um, and that, uh, if anything, I'm, I'm proud and happy of how the team played, because. They were dead to rights. Everyone thought, you know, oh, they've got no shot. But here they are taking a team that is one win away from the World Series to the brink. And I think they would have had a legitimate shot if, uh, I forget his name, uh, but if our pitcher wasn't uh, tipping pitches, I think we would have been closer, if not winning. So, but it shows that We've got a good first set, um, and I think we have a good chance of Okay, hold on. You're cutting off, Andrew, so give me a second. Um, so are you making your predictions, or are you going Nats or Astros? Uh, 
Baby Shark. Do, 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 okay, do, the shark. Do, do, okay, so Nationals. <laughs> I'm going Nats, baby. Okay, so we're oh, all Nats on this side. So, all right. Either way, spring training in West Palm Beach is going to be fun. Um, okay. I would so, legitimate. I would legitimately buy tickets to the first game. The two. The, the game. The two of them play each other. Mm-hmm. That'll be a. That'll be a big ticket game for sure. Well, I mean, the the Astros brought the World Series trophy trophy over and all that stuff when they opened spring training. So, uh, and, and put up their their giant logo for their championship there. So I guess we'll see what happens on the other side. All right. Um, I guess other MLB news since we're on it right now. So, um, okay, so Oakland, the Oakland A's are, are proposing to buy the Oakland Coliseum site. Uh, there's still rumblings that there's a suburb in Vegas that is uh, trying to lure the, Ast- uh, the Oakland A's on over along with the Raiders. So there's a possibility, but I, I don't know, guys. Do you think um, baseball would be different without the A's in Oakland, right? I feel like it would be. I think so. I think it'd be sad. Yeah. At the present moment, too, because they're actually a successful franchise the last two seasons. Yeah. You don't want to have a winning team kind of move around because that just screams a fire sale. I think that's something that Andrew should be concerned with too, with the rumors about Tampa being relocated to Montreal. Um, assumingly, Montreal comes in because there's actually good quality players there. And the idea is, okay, do we want to bring in a nice little shine to the city, or do we just want to start out with the farm system and some decent price veterans and say, all right, new year, new me kind of mindset? Yeah, I mean, uh, so I, and that's kind of. Um, kind of rolls over into my my entire discussion of Oakland. So, uh, and and NBA news really, because the Golden State Warriors opened their new arena out in San Francisco, the, the Chase Center, and and well, things have changed. The um, the um, things have changed. The the crowd in San Francisco is different from the crowd in Oakland. And there are issues because the prices are higher. And really, if you guys haven't been to San Francisco or at least not been there lately, everything is expensive there. Mm-hmm. Everything. I mean, I only I went there once already and I'm like, how do you all live? How's it? Gosh, I, I was almost going homeless just by being there for, for, for a day. So uh, the fan base is different. Uh, and the players on the Warriors know it too. And even though they're really, it's just over the bridge. It's like half an hour away, over the bridge. But um, uh, the the crowds aren't as passionate compared to Oakland. The prices are scaring away the common man. And really, I think the Warriors are kind of turning into like. I think their arena is going to be kind of like what the Toronto Maple Leafs have in a sense. Like the the Maple Leafs for I guess for many years has been their their games are super expensive to attend and just have corporate seats and things like that. I, I don't know. It seems like the upper middle class or upper class don't seem to be as passionate about sports as as the rest of us uh, peasants down here. So I mean, 
Was it good that the Warriors left instead of no. sticking around in Oakland, or is it you know I mean greener pastures in San Francisco? I I think I don't like it. Um, you know, you guys know me. I'm very anti the way that sports teams are going right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what with uh, you know all the, sorry I can't think right now. You know all these teams that are essentially holding cities hostage to pay up for these new stadiums and whatnot. Um, yeah, I, I don't like it personally. I get it. You you need money and attendance is down at least in college football and I assume in and in baseball too. It's way down. Really, all the major sports attendance appears to be down. So you need to make up the difference somehow but I don't know I don't like it I I don't like pricing out the real fans if you will alright Charles uh, you're a man of the people I, I'm also a man of business Francisco <laughs> that's been a running theme I feel has come into my life and you know here's the thing it's not as if it's not as if Golden State has been a terrible team like the Raiders who basically held up the city of Oakland hostage for a better deal in Nevada on the belief that more fans and infrastructure, they built a team to root for. You know, I don't know how far it is to go from the Bay to Chase Center. Of course, you're going to have differences of it. The price gouge or the price gauge that's coming in, uh, why it might be so expensive is not to the plight of the people, it's the plight of the idea that a year from now, the team is going to be back into a, I would say, a, at least a third or fourth seed title contention with D'Angelo Russell, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and then if Draymond's still there and he has been moved. So my thought process as a businessman is if the going's good now or will be then, keep it good now because you still have a star player in Steph Curry, a face of the NBA franchise on that team. You have some kind of establishment. Guys, you also got to remember, it's the first year. You're going to want to yield a lot as much money as you can because who knows, and I, I sound like an old generic white person, but in today's economy, you don't know what the next couple of years is going to bring to, right? So go ahead, do it. It sucks that expensive, but here's the thing. To bring up the Francisco's point, you know, maybe higher class people don't like going to games so much, or maybe it's just it's basketball and there's 88 games in the regular season, so they can just pick and choose come into it. But I don't frequent San Francisco. I haven't gone there. I can't speak to it. But if I'm a businessman that says, hey, we just spent this money to just advertise, do zoning structure, all this other stuff, and we've gone half and half, guess what? We're going to try to maximize the deal. It's not as if we're the Cleveland Cavaliers and the best highlight that we have to present to you to justify our expensive stadium or expensive seats and cities and whatnot is a busted up Kevin Love who doesn't want to be there and then a Colin Sexton, who is just really not that good, and then a James Garland, I think, or a Garland, I forgot his first name, that we drafted, and then you know the former Michigan coach. It's a different ilk. It's still a business, because you know what happens if the business is not good? Not now, not two years from now, but if you can't get people to come in or you can't keep a thriving franchise, then they're going to be out of a stadium, or they might even have something worse. They might not be longer, no longer an NBA franchise, such as the Seattle Supersonics, because that team was successful in spurts, and now it's gone the way of the Dodo. I mean, if um, I mean, if anything, though, 
I think it's kind of sad, but it really is. Um, it was probably the way to, if anything, to maximize the success of the Warriors, really, because now they're going to have a perpetual really good revenue stream in San Francisco compared to what they would have had in Oakland. Um, they were, because remember, look, remember how the, the Warriors built their team. It was through the draft, but not in the sense of the way the 76ers have built their team through tanking. No, it was actually the Warriors built it pretty naturally. Um, and so the um, they capitalized. They had a dynasty. And now uh, they, they, they were able to capitalize and get a, a stadium like many other teams have been able to do. When they have success, they, they're able to, you know, coax everybody into thinking, yeah, okay, let's build an arena. It's happened here in Miami. It's happened in, in other places where the team, you know, it happened in Seattle. It's what saved the Mariners, you know. Uh, that 95 run built the Safeco or no, T-Mobile, T-Mobile Stadium or Field or whatever it's called now. Um, so uh, good on the Warriors for capitalizing, but it is kind of sad that it's 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 happening that way. And maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, heck, even, even the 49ers don't even play in San Francisco anymore. They play more, they play like in San Jose closer to that than anything else. Santa Clarita or yeah, Santa but Clara. Santa Clara, but it's still like closer to San Jose than San Francisco. Mm. And, uh, and I mean, it's sad for Oakland cause it's kind of like a blue collar town. Uh, and we're getting less of that in sports as far as, um, as far as like places and things. But, um, that's what, that's what makes me sad is, you know, you've got these teams like the green Bay Packers where they are literally owned by the people. Right. Um, they're the only pro sports team like that, but still, even outside of them, blue collar teams, you know, the Inzers, uh I mean, the team is named, the Steelers are named after the main industry in the South. And, and it's also, it's kind of funny that the Warriors did that because the NBA is full of teams in cities that are, that are, that don't have any other teams, San Antonio. Uh, Salt Lake City, Portland. So the NBA has been actually a pretty good supporter of the the underdog city, if you will. And it's kind of funny that they've left an underdog city for for you know something more lucrative in that sense. Um, even though the Warriors didn't leave very far, they just left across the bridge, which is and it's not that far, but it's still uh, culturally, I guess. And the the ambiance really is different now, but I don't know. Maybe uh, I, I guess uh, maybe like Charles said, it's just it's the first year. You know, they're still filling things out. The new crowd is maybe 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 there's new fans of basketball now, and they just don't know. You know. Um, okay, uh, but yeah, it's Oakland's Oakland's lost every team, and now the A's are the only ones left, and. And uh, they might lose them as well, if, uh, unless uh, they can pull off this selling of the Coliseum site. And I'm assuming if they do that, the A's will tear down the Oracle Arena next door and build their new ballpark right there. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So that's that's all the I guess baseball talk. We talked some relocation things and like that. We're at the 40-minute mark. You guys mind if I do one of our smaller segments? 
absolutely by all means okay so let's uh let's go to one of our one of the ones i really like uh, better know a minor league team so this is where we uh uh give notice about uh minor league teams there's about four billion of them and we you know sometimes we want to figure out what uh what they're all about so uh, a treat for Andrew since he's returned today. Today's minor league team is the Orlando Solar Bears. Woo-hoo! Okay, Andrew. Yeah, I was I was thinking of you when I did this. Thank uh, you. So the Orlando Solar Bears, they are based in Andrew. The city beautiful right. Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. They play at the Amway Center, which was built in. Come on. 2010? Yes, yes, you're good. You're good. All right. 2010, the Solar Bears were established in 2012. They play in However, the... side note, and, and, this isn't and, the first time they've been the Solar Bears. And, and I will get to that very, very soon. Don't you worry, good sir. Uh, Sorry. They, they play I'm, in I'm the excited. ECHL, uh, no longer considered the East Coast Hockey League. It's just the ECHL. The, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Um they are the affiliate of my favorite NHL team, the Tampa Bay Ray, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and uh, who I'm Sa- watching right now. It's two to one over the New Jersey Devils right now. And the Devils have had an awful start to the season. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Syracuse Crunch are the AHL affiliates of the Solar Bears. Uh, they were formerly the Solar Bears were formerly the affiliates uh, for the, the Minnesota. Yeah, the Leafs before that, and then before, and originally the Wild, the Minnesota Wild. Uh, this version of the Solar Bears does not have a championship yet. Uh, uh, they opened in 2000, uh, 2012. Uh, they play at the Amway Center, which they share with the Magic. Yes, the Orlando Magic and of the NBA. It used to be the Orlando Predators. Uh, Actually, the, I think the Predators are back there now. The Arena Football League, and. Um, it holds about 17,354 for hockey. Uh, they play in the Eastern Conference, South Division. And uh, and funny thing, uh, well, not funny thing, but really, the, the Solar Bears are owned by the same ownership that the Magic are owned by. And um, they have... Um, and and, and the, the other thing that you were mentioning is that the Solar Bears' name comes from the ihl franchise that used to be in orlando which was the solar bears uh and they were back in i think like 97 or 95 until like 2001 i think uh, 01 was their last year yeah 2001 when they they the, was the last season for them uh the ihl team uh this ownership owned that ihl team so that's why they brought back the solar bears name uh they won one championship. They won a, one Turner Cup, which was the championship for the IHL back then. And uh, this is the third professional hockey team in Orlando. Prior to uh, prior to the Solar Bears, this version of the Solar Bears, at least, uh, we had the Orlando Seals. Who uh, I went to a couple of their games. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and they, 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 they used to be the Orlando Seals, then they got kicked out of their lease at uh, the arena, the TD Waterhouse Center, mm-hmm. um, and then they moved down to the Silver Spurs Arena, which is a smaller arena uh, down in Kissimmee, where yeah, they became I... the Florida Seals. Oh, you are good, dude. I, I had that written down, and I didn't even have to 
<laughs> yeah, they became the Florida <laughs> Seals, and then I think they finally. Uh, oh, it was a real big issue with the Seals is that they uh, they couldn't pay the rent. They couldn't pay the rent to their players, and then finally the the Southern Professional Hockey League, which is what they were a part of, uh, just dissolved the franchise because they had so many issues. So, um, a lot of uh, a lot of teams, same issue with the original Orlando Predators. Um, they got kicked out of their lease at the Amway Center. Amway um, Arena, Amway Arena, back then. Uh, no, no, back when it was the Amway Center. Uh, their more recent stint at the Amway Center. This Amway Center, the, the new one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, they got kicked out, so they had to use UCF's arena uh, for a couple of seasons. Okay, so yeah, that's our that's our little trip down the hockey history of uh, the city of Orlando. All right, guys. So that's yeah, that's better than all minor league team. Um, okay, so I want to get to another one of our segments here, and that is Gottlieb's goons. All right, guys. So, uh, do you guys have any goons? Anybody in the world of sports that has just just been a real a, a real stick in the mud, a real bad guy over the last week or week and a half or two weeks, really? Well, I think I think the one that we talked about for the last couple of days or so is definitely going to be the highlight that all three of us can say, "Hey, you straight up goon, pal." Mm-hmm. And that's uh, Brent Hopman, the former uh, assistant GM to the Houston Astros, the current wannabe winners of the World Series. But you know what? The baseball gods, they don't like domestic violence. So they're going to make sure they put a little extra juice in the ball of Zach Greinke. <laughs> See that? He had launched out because of what Brandon Hopman, the guy sounds like a complete e-bag of a name anyway. He- He's a guy uh, yeah. goon. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I guess for the backstory is that during the offseason, they signed Osuna, a closer who had domestic violence uh, issues last season with the Blue Jays, suspended for 75 games. Um, so I guess this is a little bit, in, I guess it's a little bit personal to me, you guys, because it's kind of what I practice in, in my legal field. So mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of bring it in a little hard here. So, you know, tell me, tell me when you say Charles. Charles, too much here, too much here. But allegedly, because everything is an allegation until proven true, right? Allegedly, after what? The ALCS. There are no laws in Tobin's goofs. <laughs> no, that's even better. So Tobin's coming around after the ALCS, and it said that he looked at a group of women and said, thank God for, you know, Osuna. Directly at the woman, one of them wearing a, you know, a, a side, because October's you know, domestic violence awareness month, wear your purple. I know there's a little bit of everything. I do pinky, I do this, wear some purple. You look manly, guys, go do it. It's great. I wear purple. I'm going to wear purple tomorrow. Um, but he says that, and people were like, oh, was he saying it? Just like, you know, like, hey, oh my gosh, so great that we have this guy to help us win a championship in the AL and then going into the World Series. Nah, he could sound like a complete D bag purposely putting in there. And the first thing that came to my mind was, Nah, you can't be that stupid to pinpoint a group of women on your personal opinion of whether or not you feel that this guy is this or that. But you can't. You got to be dense. You're an assistant GM. You basically are the gimp 
from Pulp Fiction. Your, your mouth's supposed to be shut up, buddy. You're coming in with the letter smash. And you should see yes sir, no sir. Those are the only two things that you say. So the Astros are reviewing it. And what do we know about domestic violence? All sports except for Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, do not like domestic violence. Roger Goodell does, but that's a different story for a different day, gentlemen. Um, oh, BU being tweet having signed us here in the first place, an executive. I don't understand how neutrals can be possibly. Thank you. I, I can support that idea, BU. But so the idea he's saying that, and then the Astros did their you know due diligence and they investigated. They found out that what kind of makes no sense of why a guy would out of nowhere shout a crowd, maybe it was a misinterpretation, was exactly how it was portrayed to be. And for that, Brandon Todman, as you're making me my latte at Starbucks in the future, or if I see you at Wendy's, hint, hint, maybe that's a non-sponsor, or Pollo Tropical, making me my smoothie or quesadilla salad, I want you to tell, you know, personally, sir, you are a godly goon on my end, and probably be used in everybody in America. Uh, and then some. I, honestly, uh, okay, uh, good on the Astros for finally not standing by him, behind him, doing the right thing, and fire. I mean, he's an assistant GM. He's whatever. You, you could throw him in the trash if you want to. Okay. Um, I actually floated the question as to what if the Astros win the World Series? Does this guy get a ring? Because I don't think he deserves to get it. Um, in that case, I think it would be a PR kind of uh, like a, a very bad public relations job if they handed this guy a ring. Uh, I don't know if he was there with the Astros for 2017. They could just be like, listen, dude, uh, you already got your ring. We're not going to give you another one. Sorry. You kind of uh, you gave us some bad juju because of it, and we lost the first two games. We fired you. Your sacrifice allowed us to win three games in, in D.C. Um, yeah, and it is up to the organization who gets a ring. That's right. They they hand them to whoever. But uh, I don't know. I think people might focus on it if uh, if the Astros do win tonight. It would be a, a serious question as to does this guy get a World Series ring? Yeah, he he's an assistant. Once again, assistant GM, assistant to the regional manager. I don't know. He's uh, I, he's not the GM. Uh, the, the real GM here. So I could see the Astros not giving him a ring. Uh, he already got paid. He can get some recognition and all that stuff, but he's not around the organization anymore. So, um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I would, I would think it would be smart if the Astros didn't give him a ring. All right. He already packed his bag. He's out. Uh, and, and he's, uh, and he's and he's a he's a douche. He's a douche. Why give a ring to a douche? Uh, anyways. Well, there's uh, plenty, Francisco. There's plenty of players, GMs, coaches, okay, but owners. I know, even though, yeah, I know Zuna and stuff like that. But I mean, this guy was a public douche at the very least. Uh, so that I don't know. I, from a PR perspective, I'm looking at it that way. I wouldn't give him a ring. So, uh, but either way, he's a goon. Uh, yep. That, that's goon. my thoughts. I think he's goon. the gooniest goon so far. So yeah, so far yes, so far yes. Okay. Because he's a goon with a wrong agenda, gentlemen. Mm. Okay. Uh, any more to say about this? This? Uh, this POS? No, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, not too much. Not too much there. Let Doug Gottlieb talk about this guy all he wants on his <laughs> very bad show. Um. <laughs> Okay, so we are at the 52-minute mark. Let's get another one of these smaller 
segments out of the way. Uh, let's see. Which one can we do here? Um, how about players we remember to forget? All right. So, uh, much like the movie... Uh, just like the movie Coco, we we have to remember uh, bad to mediocre uh, sports players because if we if we do forget them, they they disappear to time and space. So um, my uh, player to remember to forget, and I guess uh, in, in light of the World Series, is a man named David Weathers. Maybe the name rings a bell for you guys. Nope. Not sure. A little bit. A little bit, right? Okay, David Weathers. Uh, he was a pitcher. He pitched for the Toronto Blue Jays, the Florida Marlins, the New York Yankees. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the New York Yankees, the Cleveland Indians. He pitched twice for the Cincinnati Reds, twice for the Milwaukee Brewers, once for the Chicago Cubs, the New York Mets, and the Houston Astros. He won the World Series in 1996 with Charles's New York Yankees, but he never pitched in another postseason after that because he was with a bunch of... Uh, mediocre franchises he uh made his major league debut with the toronto blue jays moved on and was part of the uh um uh was it the um the expansion draft and was drafted to the marlins and then the marlins traded him to the yankees in 96 and he helped in that postseason um let's see um his son recently was drafted by the san diego padres in 2018 so that's how let's see that's how old he how old is this guy now he's uh he's six foot three he's 50 years old now and he was originally drafted by the blue jays out of high school actually no out of uh motlell state community college in tennessee so uh, lawrenceburg tennessee and he was a right-handed pitcher so that's david weathers um uh, not the most the, that no, nothing flashy about him really he pitched up until 2009 so he pitched from 91 to 2009 that's a long time in major league baseball almost 20 years so i don't know you, you guys don't remember him he's probably in this video game right now the sega genesis game but uh i don't really remember him contributing much in 96 Let's say 96. Like, you know. Let's say 1996. Let's look at his postseason numbers. Postseason pitching 96. He he went 2 0. He got a victory against the Rangers and the Orioles in the ALCS. Uh, let's see. He had a 3 ERA uh, overall. Uh, pitched in seven games and 11 innings. Allowed six hits, eight strikeouts, and uh, pitched in three games against the Braves in that World Series. So there you go. We thank you for your service, David Weathers. <laughs> so we uh, we remembered you. So you can uh, rest easy, David Weathers. And uh, once again, everybody, we have sold out. Get your Astro Gaming A40TR headsets so that we don't uh, end up in the poorhouse. Okay. Ethan, uh, thank you. Yes. Uh, so, so far we're at the 56 minute mark. Uh, guys, do you have anything else to say? Because we're close to that halfway I, mark to get to our non sponsors soon. I I will give you a player I remember to forget. Oh. You know, okay. myself to kind of bring in. Um, because, you know, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen of the Sports Goof. 
era universe, we'll say it like that. We plan, but then we're fluid, and I'm very fluid to small, you know, the small topics like we have, but I always have a backup and a player to remember to forget. It's like you're going out to eat and you're going to need something with onions, and I bring up my Tic Tacs to take care of you. And I've been sitting on this guy for a while, and it kind of popped up to me because I was watching the immortal Frank Gore. The Inconvenient Truth just still play. It's amazing yes. to me. Yes. You know, uh, last week with the Dolphins, I'm like, man, how many guys were drafted when he was in San Francisco, Indianapolis, and elsewhere to be the, the guy that was so supposed to supplant Frank Gore? And the name that came to me was a certain man who had some potential coming out of the third round 2009 draft, but found a different calling in his life when, you know, certain things came into it. And that's Glenn Coffey a former University of Alabama football player, put on some numbers there, taking the third round, respectable. This was, you know, around the time where, all right, Frank was probably a spry 34-year-old in 2009. Now he's like 67, and he's still killing it. The man could just keep playing for days. You thought Tom Brady is playing for 20 years? Frank's going to play for 30, at a position that's more demanding than every time you get hit in touch, you make a face and a flag calling for roughing the passer. Blue Gun Coffee himself played one year with the uh, San Francisco 49ers, and then after attending OTA minicamp through Wikipedia, he abruptly announced his retirement right before the 2010 season. Mike Singletary probably contributed to that because Mike Singletary <laughs> kind of made a lot of people want to quit despite what they say. They also end up having a Brian Westbrook who deserved a better ending than that. But Coffee's whole thing was to go back to school, get his degree, go to graduate school. As he retired, his heart was never in the place, and he felt that God wanted to take another path. But there's an irony to this. He went to the military to serve. He was there for about um, U.S. Army from 2013, 2017. Remember, it's Wikipedia. It's not the most reliable source, except when nerdy people well, like to edit. I mean, it says here on reliable. his pro football reference site, uh, he was, uh, let's see, he's 32 years old. Yeah, he's my age. Uh, he, was, he went to Fort Walton Beach High School in Florida, and he was uh, he was actually born in Eglin Air Force Base here in Florida. And the further he did apply for reinstatement in 2017, but what do we know is that if you're out of the league as a running back for probably more than three weeks, you're dead to them. But yeah, maybe he can join this the is XFL. a situation. Maybe he can join the XFL, ladies and gentlemen. It's the real, true alternative to National Football League because you want to know what? It's going to be something to wet your appetite, unlike the AAF, which is dead, gone, never to be resurrected again. They ain't going to view this, but Vince McMahon is going to have people who are husband and wife, but they're going to have cuckold storylines. It'll be great. That's a spoiler coming future and soon. Stay tuned to watch out as we hit the half-minute mark. Okay. Bam. Brought to you by Astro Headsets. Okay, guys. So, uh, all right. So, we are coming up on the one-hour mark. So, sell-out alert, sell-out alert. Yes, yes, indeed. Okay, guys. We're heading for... A word from our non-sponsors. We like people, places, things, concepts, what have you. And we, we shout about it every midway point of our show. So, uh, Andrew said he had two. So, I guess, Andrew, we can have you bookend uh, the, the segment today. You can start with your first one. Then me and, me and Charles will go. And then we can end with your second one. So, whenever sure. you're ready, dude. Um... So my first non-sponsor is Trey Turner. Okay. (laughs) All right. For anyone that doesn't know, Trey Turner is a player 
the Washington Nationals, good player for the Washington Nationals, and he stole a base in Game 1 of the World Series. Thanks to him stealing a base, I got a free taco today from Taco Bell. <laughs> Damn right. So, yes. thank you, Trey Turner, for... Uh, for the million, on behalf of the millions of people that received free tacos today because of your speed and elusiveness. Okay. Uh, which, which, which flavor of the Doritos Locos taco did you get? I actually just got a, got a plain taco. You got a plain one? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I tried mean, a, you... I tried a quesarito today. It is way too spicy for me. So, never again. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, I. Oh, it's still October. Oh no, it's too late, right? It's too late to do it now. With a shield level annuity from yeah, Bright House Finance. 2 p.m. and uh, gosh darn it, this ad is playing. Turn that off. Uh, it was between 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. So if you're. Right, but if you order online, it's all day. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Anytime I'm using the app. Okay, so if I wanted to after the show, I could get one. Uh, that is true. Okay, and if you're, uh, let's say, you still have a chance if you're in the, uh, actually the West Coast, if you're in Pacific Time or in Hawaii or Alaska, you can still get yours. Uh, okay, um, so Trey Turner, thank you for uh, for stealing a base and giving us tacos. So that's uh, that's Andrew's first non-sponsor. Uh, who wants to go next? You want to go up, Charles, or or what, what have you? You there, boy? You there? I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. You ready? Ready? We'll do it. All right. There's so much going on, ladies and gentlemen, the guys of the sports group world that I can think about what to do the sponsorship on. I don't even know half the time. Too many things are happening. So I'm just going to congeal it to a theme because it's spooky season, but tomorrow's Halloween. (laughs) And what's tomorrow mean? I get to buy the good bag of candy to eat myself and then give the kids the crappy candy that I always buy, <laughs> such as Dum Dums and then the terrible Bogums. So, you know, it's it, usually I go for the food or I go for a particular situation, but I'm doing the same my non-sponsor week. Halloween, man, because so much is happening tomorrow. People that get dressed up at work, not me. People get to dress up after school, the kids. I get to buy candy last minute, airheads. You know, Starburst, Skittles, then I get to get chocolate, which I may or may not be allergic to. I don't know. I ate a chocolate donut today. I'm okay, but my body's been weird. We'll talk about that in a future show, maybe. I don't know. Let's have fun with it. But then I get to eat, like, the Snickers, which are okay, but we get Milky Ways, and then we get Butterfingers. No one lays a finger on my Butterfingers. I really wish they brought back Butterfinger BBs. Those were awesome. And then I'm a airhead. Oh, God. Yes, please. I work at a DV shelter, you guys. You know how much candy is coming from the food bags post-Halloween? So much that my dentist is going to have to just remove my teeth and put, you know, just chiclets until they get replacement veneers and everything else in there. And, of course, tomorrow, for Francisco sake and for my sake, Luigi's Mansion 3 also comes out. And we're going to be on ABC Freeform seeing all the movies. You know, I've seen my fill of the Halloween movies, but I can always do for more. I'll be in Boca tomorrow trying to teach myself Spanish, but spooky season upon us. Halloween! Get your scares on. Get your sweets on. Get your fun costume on. Don't. This is the time of the year where you can take that weird little furry costume out of the closet and wear it, and no one would know anything better. Let's have fun with it. Spooky season. Promo code for Halloween. Spooktacular. 
Maybe okay. not PC proper, but who knows? I'm not there yet. Oh, alrighty. Spooky season, everybody. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, while I'm at, while I have it, I should do a promo code. I yeah, suppose. go ahead, dude. Um, promo code for Trey Turner. Promo code for Trey Turner. Um, Ejection. Sorry, I was I was trying to think of terrific. A, I was trying to think <laughs> of a clever terrific. one, but I can't. The terrific. The terrific Trey Turner. Uh, Taco Trey. Uh, Taco Trey. Yeah, I'll go with that. Taco yeah, Trey. Trey. You can do a lot of alliteration with, with, with Trey Turner. That's true. Okay. All right, guys. So um, so I've had a good while to think about it. And uh, my, my non-sponsor today is FIU College of Law. <laughs> nice. And uh, take that back. Uh, the, the reason I say that is... Uh, uh, over the course of this month, I've uh, I've, I've made a large uh, professional decision, and uh, and 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 honestly, it's been quite a difficult month for me. But um, it, it's been made easier by the contacts and the friends that I've made from FIU College of Law. Uh, all of us attended that school here on Sports Goofs. We uh, we all have lots of memories of uh, playing foosball and and uh, and not listening to a certain torts professor, even though we know that there's a circle and that there's love at the middle of it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's love at the at the middle of FIU College of Law. And uh, and I never got to get on top of the roof, but maybe one day I will if I ever become a professor or something like that. Maybe I can get on top <laughs> of that roof and throw a chair off of it. Um. Anyways. Uh, I've had a difficult month, but uh, friends, um, including you guys, have supported me over this month in my transition to whatever my next thing, my next chapter is in, in my professional career. But uh, uh, I, I want to thank the, universe, the FIU College of Law. I took that tour, and who, who knew that that tour that I took way back in... Uh, in the, uh, the the spring of 2014, would springboard me to shilling a uh, Astro Gaming A40TR headset online with uh, a couple of my buddies here. So thank you, FIU College of Law, for my, the the contacts and the friends and their staff and, and all the great people that I've known since I went there. And if uh, you guys are are ever looking to go to law school, don't do it. Just just don't do it. But if you do, go to FIU. Hey, that right. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, promo go. Uh, promo code uh, Scotty Norbs. Nice. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Okay, Andrew. Um, y- you have a second funny. one. You unintentionally. Uh, I you unintentionally segued me into my non-sponsor. Okay. All right. Jeez Louise. Sorry. Uh, like 30 seconds after the Lightning scored a goal, the Devils came back and tied the game. Sorry. Anyway, yes. <laughs> um, my non-sponsor is the the first Sports Goofs Cave. Ah, yes, the Goofs Nest. The yes. Goofs Nest. Uh for reasons, I'll let Francisco decide if he wants to discuss them. 
we they, uh, they, we have they paid lost the, the internet that we were able to stream this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we have lost, or we will no longer be at the Sports Goose Cave, uh, which is unfortunate because I liked it. We got to spread out, and it has you know memories or whatever you want to call it. Um, but we shall no longer. We can rebuild it. Uh, we shall no longer spend time there. Yeah. So uh, I'm pouring one out for pouring one out for my uh, for the sports goose cave. Okay. Promo okay. code uh, where it all started. Oh. Well, that's okay. actually not true because it all started in our separate homes. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But still, promo code where it all started. All right, guys. So that's our. Those are our non-sponsors. Trey Turner, the original Goof's Nest. Um, what was your Charles Spooky Season? The Spooky Season in general. That's spooktacular. Spooktacular. Okay. But Hall- I guess Halloween for Halloween. Itself. All right. Halloween, and, and then that was promo code. Okay, FIU College of Law. So uh, that, that's it, guys. That's uh, so we've we've reached the halfway point of the show. Uh, let's let's take a look at the rundown. We are in the second inning of the World Series. Nothing has happened just yet, so we're still waiting on some action there. We have uh, NHL action now, as Andrew has already stated. The Lightning are currently playing against the the uh, the New Jersey the 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 struggling New Jersey Devils to start the season. Uh, it's three three right now. The Edmonton Oilers are winning 2-0 against the Blue Jackets out in Columbus. And the Wild and Blues are still at 0-0 out in St. Louis. And then we still got two more games. One out in Phoenix, or actually Glendale, uh, between the Coyotes and, and the Habs. And then the Canucks and the LA Kings out in Staples Center. And then the NBA... Since uh, we have basketball action, and uh, and oh gosh darn it, man, it felt good to have Jimmy Butler out there yesterday for the Miami Heat. Oh, I am so excited. Uh, but for today, uh, the Bulls and the Cavs, fifty-three to fifty, right now in the third quarter as it's starting up. The New York Knicks are losing to the Orlando Magic out in Amway Center, fifty-one forty-four. The 76ers are spanking the Minnesota Timberwolves, seventy-two fifty-one. The Milwaukee Bucks are spanking the Boston Celtics, 42-25. The Pacers and, uh, actually, yeah. And the Pacers and the Brooklyn Nets are 45-41 right now out in Barclays. The Raptors, 56-50 against the Pistons in Canada. And the Rockets are up 17-7 against the Wizards. And, let's see, the Blazers are 14-11 versus the OKC Thunder. And there's... The night games tonight out in the West Coast. The Jazz versus the Clippers in Utah. The Kings and the Hornets out in Sacktown. And finally, once again, San Francisco. Uh, we have the Warriors against the Suns. Okay. So, uh, I guess we. I want to get to the, the big announcement from the NCAA. Uh, Andrew, do you want to say what, what happened? Sure, and, you know, I I didn't read as much into it as I would have wanted to, Um, but the NCAA announced today that they are going to uh, make paying players legal. 
uh, under their roles. That's it's, uh, a bit simplistic. Uh, it's just it opens up a an avenue for players to be paid for their likeness, for the use of their likeness and image. This was inevitable. Uh, tons of states have either passed, uh, are in the middle of creating, or uh, are plan or are considering bills that would make it uh, legal for players to be paid for their likeness or image. Um, it's called NIL, uh, name image likeness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You probably, you probably read about as much into it as you should have, judging by the absolute bizarre takes I've seen on sports Reddit. Tell us what some of these bizarre takes are. I'm curious. Um, but anyway, this was inevitable. If the NCAA didn't do this, they were going to go defunct in 10 years. Uh, the writing was on the wall. It all started really with the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit probably about 10 years ago, maybe a little bit less. And it really kind of shook up the whole the whole system because players were amateurs, which meant their only compensation was a scholarship, basically. So this changes a lot of things. That being said, uh, a lot of people no, 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 no. Yeah, so I read enough into it. <laughs> no, the, the schools... At least under this, they're not going to get, they're not going to pay the players directly. And honestly, knowing the NCAA, they are going to find some way to weasel out of this or find and create some loophole where the players are not going to get paid much. And the announcement today was very, very vague, very vague. Um, which is exactly, if anything, uh, the NCAA are shrewd business people. So they know to say just enough to get people excited but not commit themselves to any particular course of action. Mm-hmm. So I think this is ultimately going to be a very minor concession, uh, but it may not end up changing that much. Um. Uh, from what I'm reading here, uh, the NCAA wants the new rules in place no later than January of 2021, but legal challenges could lay waste to that time frame, uh, as reported by the Seattle Times here. Um, uh, college athletes have the opportunity to profit from marketing and promotional opportunities. They can sign autographs for cash. They can have their images on a billboard. Uh, they can lend their name to a sports camp, if you will. Um, but that um, really, it, it's going to start breaking down when you, I guess maybe the different conferences might have different rules in and of themselves within this. Uh, I, I don't know how. And that's the other thing. That's the other thing. The NCAA, if I read it correctly, and B, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, the NCAA is at least in its announcement, is almost leaving this up to the individual schools to enforce and to set rules. Um, and that, that which could possibly is, a recruiting tool. It already is. Uh, University of Georgia, on their Twitter, 
uh, I forget what they said exactly, but they kind of implied that going there would help, uh, you know, raise their stature in the sport. And, you know, as much as I love players being able to get uh, their you have their name, get paid for their their name, image, likeness, uh, which is somewhat bizarre because it resolves exactly. The problem is, you know, that's going to hurt the group of five teams a lot more because, you know, already those are at severe disadvantage. Um, those schools are at a severe disadvantage because they don't get a lot of money. Uh, compared to the Power Five conference, the Power Five schools, um, yeah, that's I agree, BU. That's probably what they're going to do. They're just going to set a baseline, and then let the schools and conferences do what they want. Uh, they want to do. They want as little to do with this as possible. I mean, it took them this long just to concede, and it's only because of these lawsuits coming around. Um, Yeah, it's it's going to be it's it is inevitably going to be used as a recruiting tool because players from Power Five schools are more known nationally. Um, right now, I could see it as um, I mean, it depends on where your school is located as well. I could see like oh, oh I mean, this is another example, I guess, but I I guess a Power Five school like a school like Syracuse, which is big in New York City. I mean. Could you imagine just being a kid out of, I don't know, somewhere in the middle of Texas or Florida or something like that, and he's got his likeness billboards in New York City, just advertising Syracuse football? Um, I don't know, man. That That's a huge recruiting tool right there. That It could allow a school that, that doesn't have as prestigious of a, of a history to move forward, so that could be a thing, but... Uh, I think it's more the fear that you're saying, especially since you're a you're a, a, a alum of a of a of a group of five school or something like that. That um, uh, it's just gonna give the, the Alabamas, the the USC's, the Ohio States of the world more fuel to to take all the best players out there. Um. Yeah. And. Yeah, it's and the other thing is, this will also inevitably favor football and basketball players because there isn't a lot of notoriety uh, in the so-called Olympic sports, which is everything else. You know, I don't see you know gymnasts getting paid a lot for their name, image, likeness. Baseball players, really not. Uh, rowing, you know, yeah, so it's, it's basically it's, just football and basketball, really. Right, it's going to be disproportionately benefiting those two sports. Um, so they've got to find some way to make this, in my opinion, they need to find some way to make this more equitable for all sports. Um, Yeah, exactly. Like baseball, I think will probably be the third place, just because you have the College World Series. 
And it could depend on the school as well, because, you know, some schools are known as a baseball school. You know, some are just a basketball school, like like a Duke or North Carolina. Um, or like in BU's case, Boston University, it's a hockey they sport. really only care about one sport as far as I know, and that's hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a lot of big players coming through there. So that's going to be that's going to be the predominant moneymaker for, for those sorts of schools. So we'll see how it works. Um, I'm sure I, I'm hoping that just because the NCAA brought this forward, that this doesn't stop the States from continuing to press. No, that, that should be, and maybe that was their plan as well to kind of, uh, nip the states push look, look oh no here look florida california look we're we're uh well we're that's the force doing what they're doing you know? exactly you know? but i'm hoping that those states they don't take the bait if you will mm-hmm. um yeah. so this because, is kind of more of a preemptive measure than anything else right because if they if they if they say all right fine we'll let this go there's no incentive for them to make any sort of real change. They could even, you know, just change their mind at the last minute and say, you know what, no, we're not going to do it. And there's no real recourse because the states aren't pushing them anymore. Uh, by the way, everybody, it's one nothing Astros right now. Yuli Gurriel hit a solo home run to left field, that short porch. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, okay, uh, Charles, any any thoughts on this? Yes. The only thing that matters to me, I mean, good for the kids to maybe get some money, but they're going to lose that money because then they're going to have to get some agents and lawyers maybe for a trust fund, but good luck on that. Guys, this means something bigger because now not only are you going to be able to support the kids when you buy the new NCAA video games, <laughs> especially NCAA football published by EA because God knows they'll get that rights back. But you can also play NCAA March Madness, presumably. Even NCAA hockey, NCAA baseball, NCAA everything. I had so much fun. Like NCAA football 2006, 2007, all those schools, Tebowing around, destroying Tebow, destroying the Gators, would be able to make FIU versus you know UCF games now legitimate. We can actually stream in high definition, and you can all listen to it with your Astro gaming headset. The future is now, you guys. <laughs> this is what it's about. This is a great win for casual people who have no monetary incentive in people making money, but we have pleasure incentive, entertainment incentive, and that's what matters to me, to be honest with you. I mean, that's that's kind of the hope right now. It gives us, And you know EA loves their money, so uh, yeah. they, they well, know that any brand new NCAA college football game would, it probably would outsell the Madden series for that oh. given year or at least the first few years, really. Paid um, DLC and everything, probably pick it up and try it out. If I can make an online franchise with my boys, buddy, buddy, true SEC, ACC, you know, Big Ten, Big 12 dominance here, gonna do it. And, and uh, it's a BU's point here. That he mentioned that um, uh, he doubts that it would come to fruition, and really, that's kind of like the it's this murkiness of this announcement by the NCAA. It's still not concrete, so we don't know. 
because uh, if there's different rules for different conferences and all that stuff, that's going to be really hard to put together in a um, in a sports video game that has, let's say, every FBS program or even the FCS programs all in one video game. Um, now, who who knows if uh, maybe maybe they could get it together? And EA has the money, but also EA has been known to to cheap out when they have to. That's why they um, they don't regularly change their uh, their their series every year they just kind of give it a, a a little fresh coat of paint and not a roster update and that's it um exactly so i i mean um it's kind of it's kind of difficult seeing it from here unless ea really wants to do something or or it doesn't have to be EA. it could be a, a 2k or something like that i could see 2k getting out in front of it uh, and being like, look, we're making NCAA 2K blah because there used to be NCAA 2K football games as well. Um, especially if it's like all pro football 2K, everybody or, or NFL 2K5, uh, they could get out in front and be like, we are the premier thing. We're gonna pay for it. We're gonna do this and that and make this uh, make this NCAA out before EA or just make it better. Uh, we'll spend the money for it. So I could see competition in that sense fueling. Uh, somebody to make that video game but right now it's still kind of murky this thing just came out we don't know what exactly the ncaa's intentions are and of course as andrew said maybe and hopefully uh the individual states will uh uh keep pushing for the legislation to uh uh allow college athletes to be paid um in some sort of way shape or form okay so uh, that's that's it for that topic, guys. Um, let's see. Uh, since World College Sports, Andrew, you uh, you've been sitting for for quite a bit. I don't know if you want to continue with this, and and I understand we have uh, some Fred ranks as well to post. Uh, yes, yes, we do. Okay, want to so, go ahead and start that up? Yeah, you go. You you, you start it up, and I'll I'll, I'll, po- I'll post it up soon enough. All right, so. Uh, we are entering, I think, week 11 of the college football season. Uh, very, very upset-heavy week last week. Um, I believe, let me double-check here. Sorry, week 10. We are entering week 10 of the season. There were, let's see... Uh, number nine, Auburn lost to number two. Uh, sorry, there was just a really nice catch in left field <laughs> in the World Series. Sorry. Yeah. I've got mm-hmm. the Lightning game and the World Series on my computer, so I might I might get sidetracked. That was a really good catch. Um, so number nine, Auburn lost to number two, LSU. Um, biggest upset of the week. Number five, Oklahoma, yes. lost to Kansas yes. State. Yes. That was huge and sort of controversial. Uh, Kansas State had was was really rocking it. Um, they were the better team in this game by by far. I think this is actually the first time that Kansas State had beaten Oklahoma in Manhattan. That's that's where Kansas State is, Manhattan, Kansas, a.k.a. the Little Apple. 
um, since I think 1996. So anyway, Oklahoma came back at the last minute and came a half yard short of potentially tying the game with a last with a last minute touchdown. But on the onside kick, which they did recover, the there's a rule when it comes to on, onside kicks that the kick the ball must go ten yards. Mm-hmm. Before the kicking team can touch and recover, the exception being if it hits the rece- someone on the receiving team. So sometimes you'll see uh, there was an instance. I think it was in the Ohio game last week uh, where the ball was literally kicked off the guy's helmet and was able to be recovered, <laughs> um, which is totally legal. You can just blast it off the guy and. Uh, if he misses it, if he muffs it, then it's free game. But going back to the OU game, the ball was at the nine and a half yard line, and it got and it hit an OU player in the leg. So it was illegal touching, which is a penalty, and really it just means that the receiving team gets the ball, mm-hmm. and. That close, but Kansas State held on for the win, essentially ending OU's chances of getting into the playoff. I mean, unless some madness happens in the next couple of weeks, um, they're not going to get into the playoffs. Uh, another upset was uh, 19 Michigan beating number eight Notre Dame. They got bludgeoned to death. Um, 49 to 14. <laughs> that was not even close. I mean, uh, uh, you you popped in on the watch stream the other day, and I was saying that it exposed Notre Dame for the frauds that they are. And, and of course, you've had issue with Notre Dame being ranked so high for so long just by virtue of their history and reputation from the past, not really what they are the present. Yeah, it's, you know, I hear all the time, you hear all the time these uh, voters saying, you know, we only base our our votes, especially when it comes to the preseason, um, because that sets the stage for everyone's ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, they say, you know, we don't do it on a, we don't base it on previous seasons, we do it on a season-to-season basis. But um, no, Notre Dame. They their reputation is based solely on their past. They are not as good as people make them out to be right now. Hold on one second, guys. Keep going. Okay. Well, in, in any case, yeah, Notre Dame has been. I mean, and really. Uh, they've, they've had this, yeah, they've been frauds. They've had their, their, not even in the conference. Well, yeah. And, and they've had this arrangement now with the ACC where they face all the ACC schools for the most part, uh, nowadays. But once again, uh, the ACC hasn't outside of Clemson, uh, the last few years, uh, has not been that strong. 
Um, and no. as a Seminoles fan, and, and you, Charles, as a as a Hurricanes fan, and it's it's also Kane Seminoles week, BT Dubs. Uh, yep, I don't. I'm back, by the way. I'm not yeah. sure if you guys heard that screaming, but that's my dog who occasionally gets lonely when she doesn't see anyone. Oh, okay. Well. So. Um. Anyway, uh, we have a we have special guest Luna with us right now. Yes. Uh. So. Hi, Luna. We, we were saying. Um, how Notre Dame, really, I mean, they might as well just be classified as an, ACC, as an ACC school because of that arrangement that they have with the ACC right now. And as we know, ACC's strength of schedule as a conference, them, they're not that great outside of Clemson. You know, and Wake, Wake Forest um, has who, who's had a good season so far uh, as of now. Pretty much any ranking system right now has, on the average, the American Athletic Conference has a better conference than the ACC. Right. And, I mean, just the way it is. So Notre Dame should not even be there. Just They might as well just be considered an ACC school and not uh, either stay there at 16 and or, or what have you. I mean, that's probably where they belong. And they did, as far as I see in the top 25, they dropped the most. Here, they dropped all the way to 8th, so... Well, the reason why they won't join... Oh, they dropped join, eight spots. They dropped to 16, but yeah. Mm-hmm. The only reason they won't join a conference anytime soon is because they have a very lucrative deal with NBC. Right. Who broadcasts all of their home games, mm-hmm. with some exceptions. Um, sometimes they'll be... Um, sometimes ESPN will get in there, but lucrative-ish. Um, I mean, they have an exclusivity deal. so Right. So they are not going to give that up anytime soon, but they also did see the writing on the wall a few years ago when they decided to... Oh, really? Wow. Huh. huh. That's a nice nice little tidbit there by BU that the, the Irish make less with the NBC deal than they would in the ACC rights. Deal so in that um, case, I really have no idea why they wouldn't join the the ACC full time. I don't know. My guess is it has. In, in that case, it might have to do with strength of schedule because they can play much tougher teams throughout the season than they could. Uh, yeah, Notre Dame has a lot of rivalries. Like they've got Michigan, they've got USC. Uh, Navy, you know, that's part of the reason why Navy was independent for so long until 2014, which because they have the the president's or the commander-in-chief trophy every year where they have two non-conference games. They've got Army, who's still independent, and then you've got Air Force, which is in the Mountain West. Teams... In the a- in the AAC, they get four non-conference games. So just like that, they've lost two of their games. Um, so same thing with Notre Dame; uh, they would lose two of their they would lose potentially two non-conference games. Although they're not going to be playing Michigan again for 14 years, I think 2033 is the next time they're going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's Notre Dame. 
they are they are an independent school, but everyone treats them like a power five school, which I think is ridiculous. Um, and they really, not right now, they don't deserve to be there. If the ACC, if the, and the thing is, they are, they are an ACC school in literally every other sport. They might right. be like a, a sport uh -huh. or two that might be in a, that's not true. They are in the Big Ten for hockey. I got you before you cor had to correct me, BU. <laughs> <laughs> but in, they are an ACC member with some exceptions. So like basketball, baseball, all of their other sports, they are in the ACC. And they play football and hockey. Oh, well, there we go. Um, right, the ACC doesn't sponsor it. Um, so it, I, I, I think a, I speak for a lot of people when I say I don't think they should be independent or at least get the preferential treatment that they do um, despite being an independent. They don't deserve it. Yeah. Okay. So that's our, that's our trashing of Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> um, do you want me to do a quick rundown of our teams? Uh, sure, man. I mean, I mean, uh, me and Charles had mentioned that the Seminoles and the Canes play this week. Correct. Ooh. And it's actually been taken off of prime time. So, Ooh. you know, we're, we both suck just enough for, for us to not be in the national spotlight. We shouldn't be. We are hideous. We are hideous individuals, and nobody should see that football game. <laughs> <laughs> okay kind of so, reminds me of that episode of Spongebob when he had bad breath but he thought he was ugly mm -hmm. <laughs> he gave me the ugly um, let's start with the FAU Owls for Atlantic University which is the alma mater of Francisco and I believe Charles the as well 40 alma mater correct, uh, yeah. correct. Uh, they are currently tied for second place in the East Division of Conference USA uh, they are tied with Marshall. However, FAU lost to Marshall a couple of weeks ago, which means in the event that they are tied, Marshall gets the tiebreaker. But they are not in the lead. Neither team is. That goes to Western Kentucky, WKU. They are currently 4-1 in conference. The others are 3-1. Uh, so they have the other teams, uh, Marshall, FAU, have a game in hand, as it were. Actually, Western Kentucky is the only team, is one of two teams that has played five games so far in conference. So a lot of other teams have a good chance to catch up. Okay. Uh, this week they are playing Western Kentucky. Hey, now. <laughs> in Bowling Green, Kentucky, which just they are in Bowling Green, and there is no relation to the school called Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. Anywho, uh, so that covers FAU, FIU, where I will be uh, covering their game against Old Dominion this week for Reddit CFB. Nice. They are currently, they are one of the, they are the other team that has played five conference games. They are currently sitting at two and three. Uh, they got the crap beat out of them this week against, uh, this past week against, Middle Tennessee, 
what was this for? It was not pretty. That is true, yeah. Hence the confusion. Bowling uh, Green... Is it like on the border of a state? I think so. Mm-hmm. Bowling Green, the, the school, is located in Ohio, I think? Um, and then Western Kentucky is in Bowling Green, Kentucky. I'll, I'll look it up right now. Uh, so anyway, FIU played Middle Tennessee this past week in Murfreesboro. Yay, I'm right. You got it. Uh, in Murfreesboro, ten- Tennessee, and they lost 50-17. to 17. Bad loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes after a three-game win streak. They had pretty good success. Um, but we'll see if they can turn things around this week against Old Dominion over in here in Miami at the yeah. Cage, Ricardo Silva Stadium. Uh, moving on to my undergraduate alma mater, uh, UCF. A uh, bit of a down year, relatively speaking, compared to the past couple of years. We've lost twice. Uh, we lost 35-34 to Pitt, uh, courtesy of the freaking Philly special. And the problem is, I saw it coming. <laughs> I, it's like, I, it's like you're, it was, you're watching it was a, train a train wreck, train wreck in slow out. motion. Exactly. I was like, I saw the quarterback go up into audible, and I said to myself, no. in the split second before that happened, I said, <laughs> he's going to do the Philly special. And it's sure like enough. A, oh, the Halloween theme. It's like watching a horror film, and he's like, exactly. don't open the door. <laughs> Um, and then you were with me for this one, Francisco. Uh, we lost to Cincinnati a couple yeah. of weeks ago, yeah. uh, 27 to 24, which um, ended a couple of streaks. One which was one was an in-conference win streak dating back to 2017, um, and then it also ended a streak of scoring 30 more points, which is actually a college football record dating back to 1936 when the AP poll began. Wow. So, and we've cleared it by quite a large margin, so I don't see that record being broken anytime soon. But it was just not a good game. Uh, Since then, we've gotten back on track. We've won 41-28 against ECU for homecoming, and then this past week against Temple in Philly, won 63-21. So this week we're facing Houston, uh, in our annual space game, and if you want to pull up the uniforms, they are gorgeous. I'll uh, I'll pull it up real soon. Give me a second. They're absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah, they are they they are very pretty uniforms, and I I'm not just saying that because I'm a UCF fan. Um, it's they're universally loved, even. Gator fans. I get. I guess what you. I, I see what you did there. Universally loved space uh, name. Actually, that wasn't intentional at all. Oh gosh. Okay. But, all right. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, every I, I don't think I've seen a negative comment on the uniforms, um, and they have a very special meaning this year it being the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. So they have a, a reference to that in the uniform. And it also marks the return of Citronaut. 
Okay, so who, for see. those who don't know, the Citronaut was UCF's unofficial mascot back when the school began in 1968. Um, it is, in essence. Uh, if you were to combine uh, whatever the the alien is from the Jetsons with an orange, you get Citronaut. <laughs> um, he will not be UCF's main mascot anytime soon or ever, uh, but he does make a regular appearance, usually one game a season for each of the major teams. And it kind of has become almost sort of an unofficial mascot for the school. Um, yeah, and he is beloved now. Yeah, there he is um, on screen. Okay. I am thinking of the... You're right, you're right. It's some cartoon from Hanna-Barbera. I'm, I'm not on my games tonight. If you combine the Great Gazoo from the Flintstones with an orange, you get Citronaut. Okay. Um, so anyway, yes, that is Citronaut, uh, unofficial mascot for UCF. Now, I, I know I've been long-winded. I apologize. I'll speed things up a little bit. The biggest story, arguably, this season is the resurgence of SMU. Right. Uh, for those who don't know, SMU is the one and only school that has been given the death penalty by the NCAA, mm -hmm. which is for I think one or two seasons um, they were not permitted to play. They lost two seasons completely, and it completely decimated the program. And they never really returned to their former prominence, where they were... There's an ESPN uh, 30 for 30 about it. Yep, if anyone wants to read more about it, there's an ESPN 30 for 30 called Pony Excess um, that sort of chronicles the rise and fall. Um, and it's ironic because the whole situation came about because they were paying players. So now this resurgence comes at the same time that we are now talking once again about players being paid. Mm -hmm. So it's very fascinating. Anyway, to show how bad um, SMU has been recently, so they returned to football in 1989. Since then, they have gone at or above 500 Seven times. Yikes! That's a lot of mediocrity. Or this is the eighth. This is the eighth year that they've been at or above 500, and this is the most wins they've had in a season since 1984, which was pre-death penalty. Yeah. So this is a no. I scratch that. I apologize. Uh, they went eight and five in twenty not two thousand nine and twenty eleven, so this is the third season that they've had eight wins, and so this is momentous for them. And they have a big game coming this week against Memphis, who is also in the running for the Western Division championship if they can beat SMU. Mm -hmm. 
Um, they are getting college game day this week out in Memphis. Wow. So it's it's a big game for both teams, and we'll see how it turns out for them. Um, that's really sort of a quick rundown of the major stories in college football. Okay. All right. Uh, BU, do you want to – I can riff for a little bit, but do you want to give us a quick rundown of the hockey season so far? Um, and I know you have a lot of wonderful things to say about the officiating out in your conference, Hockey East. Let's see. So, let's see. College. Uh, I mean, even been following myself, to be honest. Oh, let's see. I'm, I'm looking at NCAA.com. So what's uh, the pure, pure, pure chaos. chaos. Uh, let's see. College top 20 rankings right now. Schedule. Okay. Let me see. Uh, we got uh, this Friday. So number one is Denver. Number two is Minnesota State. DU and Minnesota State at one and two are all anyone can agree with. Okay, that's what I just mentioned. And then the rest is just chaos from there. Everyone else has been taking stupid-ass losses, and there's been so many nonsensical results. I kind of... Okay. I mean, it's hockey, right? It's the first... First month of hockey, we're we're still getting some weird stuff happening. Duluth has had some really bad losses. Yeah, I wish uh, NCAA had a better website for this. Oh, maybe it's just their mobile site on my phone that looks kind of bad for for scheduling all that stuff. Uh, BC fans are pissed that they aren't being ranked higher even though BC's only good win is an inconsistent Wisconsin. So Boston College. Themselves had an 11-5 game. They're ranked 15th and they're facing New Hampshire at, uh, on Friday. Uh... BU, tell us a little bit more about the officiating in hockey. Providence has looked good mostly, but they also lost to uh, Holy Cross, who was very not good. <laughs> I like that. That uh, I like that sentence. Very not good. We'll end with with hockey East because oh my god. Omg. Um, and then we'll we'll end with this because I want to hear what Charles has to say about WWE in and general. I, I wanted to have a discussion with him as well because there's some video game news I want to talk to him about as well. Just a bunch of missed or truly bizarre calls. Sounds like Game 5 of the World Series which everybody had a problem with the umpire. <laughs> uh, I think BU compared them to the, the refs in Pac-12 football, which is that's high praise, if you want to call it that. Um... <laughs> As an example, from last week, UNH versus uh, BU. UNH was screwed out of a goal because the rest blew the whistle too early. Uh, everybody hates that. I mean, they blew the whistle too early because what the screwed out of a goal. Whether the goalie cover up or even though I could tell from my seat that the puck hadn't gone in on the first shot. Mm-hmm. 
And you said you were, what, like 30, 30, I can't remember, 30 feet away. Oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did the, did the goal light go off or something? Nope, hit the post. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Gosh. Rebound That'll be fun to see how that turns out. Okay. Clearly no goal. Gosh. All right. Um, because it was based on the first goal. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, all right, guys. Uh, well, goal. Goal. <laughs> okay. So, um, I wish I had highlights of it. Uh, next time, next time, I, uh, next time, I'll try and focus on it and put a, like put a, at least a, a YouTube video of a highlights or something from. I'm sure somebody has a channel focused on college hockey, and maybe you even know somebody who's had, who's got a channel like that. Kind of like the hockey guy on NHL that breaks it down every week. Ooh, I, I like watching him on YouTube. If nobody's seen him, um, okay, um, that's just YouTubers. All right, um, so Charles. We're gonna set you loose, dude. This is your cage, where you uh, you talk about wrestling, and I actually want to talk to you about something that has to do with wrestling. Look at that! Everything, as I tell people, revolves around wrestling. We just don't know it. All right, ready to go, ready to go, ready to go. Welcome everybody to another weekly Drew Select of the Cage with Charles. As I always say before I preface everything else, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a dance. It usually consists of many songs and many ballads from many different kinds of people, boys and girls alike, tag teams, triple threats, whatever you have. It might be about a love of a woman, a love of a man, championship tyrants, blood feuds. Now we're ever growing. We're basically being like the Brady Bunch or if you're a Harry Potter nerd, Mrs. Weasley and Mr. Weasley's family. There's more little love to give around in the wrestling organizations. We got a little bit of the WWE. We got a little bit of the AEW. We got some New Japan. But what matters to me is the news of the week. Bruz, it's been kind of crazy in WWE land. And I've been keeping up to what's going on in the AEW world. And I'm not kind of happy on them. Feel some hypocrisy on that. We'll talk about that too. But hit you straight up, Francisco. I know what you're going to ask me. Yes. Charles. Do you play WWE video games? I do. Currently in the background of my home, I'm playing WWE 2K18 on their universe mode because I like creating stuff. I need video games that's kind of mindless, that doesn't draw all my attention so I can do the show. But I don't want to be looking in my sad reflection, seeing a little goblin that's just in his white D with the TV off. So I put a little bit of that background. And I know what you're saying. Charles, are you going to pick up WWE 2K20? With your awesome new Astro headset TRA40, I go, no, Francisco, I am not. Not for the headset. Go get it. It's really cool, comfortable, durable, high quality. I can't get WWE 2K20 because it is a broken mess. Just oh, like my, my life. God. It, it, it is just not good. It is glitchy. It is backwards. What happened was Ukes left, so Visual Concepts had to take this baby, and boy, you think all they had to do is just copy and paste an engine because that's what's most sports entertainment or most... Oh, I'm seeing the background. You can't see John Cena. Or most anything. Just I'm going to post copy all the glitches while you're talking about this on Twitter. Oh, there's many that we can talk about. And look, I look forward to it because I don't buy 
sports games or WWE games every year. I kind of really go every two to three years. And the reason why I do it is because servers get shut down, so I can't create a certain wrestlers. Oh, they add in the new wrestlers to the roster authentic. I get it on Black Friday. The games usually come out in October, so I can get in November for like five bucks. That's a fair price to Charles. Considering the fact that I usually play calendar year to calendar year on the, you know, the universe. This is just terrible. This is, <laughs> this terrible. is great. Yeah, this is what you get for basketball uh, <laughs> devs working on a wrestling game. I've heard, uh, you know... Oh, there's, very, there's a lot of reasons why this is awful. Kingdom Hearts 3 is unplayable when this exists. Kingdom Hearts 3 is playable. I like that game. I don't <laughs> care what anyone says. This is glitchy as hell. So it started a movement. Hashtag fix WWE. You know, WWE 2K20. And here's the thing I feel bad for. There are people who actually pay 60 bucks for this off the bat. You can expect, amongst those gamers, you can expect when you have a yearly franchise, whether it be your sports or your Call of Duties, Modern Warfare just came out. I'm probably not going to buy it, but there's always that person. That there's going to be the glitches that come in. That's today's day and age. That's why we see the big old day one patch. That's not just three gigs. It's like 35 gigs of like we're sorry. Oh, this already it's sounds like Sonic Boom. <laughs> oh, it's more bad. It's more bad. You see, I skipped on Fallout 76. I was hoping, but uh, I didn't. Oh, I and, they, and they got some time. really bad news coming too to Fallout 76. Bethesda just made a horrible oh. announcement, but that that's outside of the wrestling scope. Sorry. <laughs> we just can't win. Well, you know, Fallout can wrestle with the money that they lose and the few people who are dedicated to them. But the game is an absolute mess. Do not buy it. I will not buy it. Maybe I'll get you know 2K 2021. I got enough games in my backlog. Maybe Mansion 3 comes out you know tomorrow. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go wrestle with some spooky ghosts during spooky seasons with the least love Mario brother. Remember, she called you know Mario's mama and Luigi's mama called him originally you know Mario clone before she gave him Luigi because she was just upset that he's around. That's what I'm gonna play at. In <laughs> other news, aside from the glitches, just to casually talk about wrestling. There's some sweet-ass controversy going on with that shirt that I sent you guys. And I'm not going to use this as a platform of whether or not it's good or it's bad or racist or anything like that. Just a small, skinny. Jordan Miles had a shirt design. It kind of looks like the Black Samba doll. You guys Google it to make a determination of what you feel is wrong. I think it's 50-50. Blame on everybody. Who the hell who designed the shirt didn't think it was racist or culturally insensitive? And what do you do, Jordan Miles, just going off like that? when there's allegations that you approved of it or even that, but could you not just, you know, actually done it as a professional as opposed to try to get a movement for your push? I don't know. I'm not going to touch that topic, but what I will say is this. It brings back a relevant line that even though it is sports entertainment, you could still have real cultural issues because, bro, how do you deal with that knowing, because here's the difference, right? Like any other sport industry, like the Antonio Browns or even the Colin Kaepernick's world, the show must go on, but how are you going to handle it? Are you going to address it? Are you going to do whatever? We don't know. How is Vince going to do it? Is he going to do the prototypical, I'm not racist, so I'm going to put a title on somebody who's not a white color? I don't know. It makes it very uncomfortable to be a WWE employee and hire out. Why? Because AEW is sitting there like, hey, we would never have done any of this stuff. Come mm -hmm. watch our pay-per-view. Come watch our show. So it's interesting because the idea that companies make boneheaded decisions, but the way that it has been brought, because you know, Twitter is a beautiful thing. Aside from being a platform of opinions and all that stuff, Twitter is beautiful for the petty. So I'm going to segue to my next part about WB. A lot of people hate that Rusev, Bobby Lashley, Lana, weird cuckold storyline. I absolutely love it. Because here's the thing about wrestling, guys. Aside from it being a ballet, a dance of two people putting on the perfect precision, it is also filthy soap opera. 
So apparently, I kid you not, Lana came out talking to Rusev and his fantastic mustache about, hey, hey, you know, why is it that you're cheating on me here? She's like, it's because you're a sex addict, Rusev. And he became the most over babyface <laughs> in all of wrestling. Because what he said, because if you bring up Lana, she's a very beautiful woman. But what he says is goes up there and says this. Well, can you blame me? Dead pad, says the mic. She goes, Rusev, you're a sex addict. He goes, well, can you blame me? I'm like, oh, my God. We, we need to change his nickname now. He needs to go circa Val Venus Attitude Era. No longer is he the Bulgarian brute. To quote my friend Derek, he's the Bulgarian bulge. We got to do it. Commit to it. He will be the most over baby face. The man's mustache just says it all as it is. I am all in. All in. What I'm not all in on, you guys, AEW's match stipulation for their full gear pay-per-view, All Elite Wrestling. You know, the thing that's supposed to be different. The thing that says we're not like the other shows. The thing that says win-loss matters. Well, they just announced, as I was watching the show and then streaming, you know, our show, I was trying to vomit on air. The John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose versus Kenny Omega match, the real big money match. I don't care about Cody Rhodes and Jericho because all intents and purposes, Jericho's got to win it. I love what he's doing. But I want to see who's going to come out of that. Two guys who haven't gone against each other. They said, Tony Khan, killing me here, says that it's going to be a lights-out match and the win-loss isn't going to count for this. What the hell does that mean? What do you mean, lights-out match? They're going to wrestle in the dark? But even furthermore, you're already <laughs> taking away the win-loss record concept? You're already taking away the win-loss record concept on something that's so vital? Is it because you want to protect both guys? Because the idea is that, like in the boxing world, you win, you get title shots. You don't want to put over Dean, who is a, or John Moxley, who is, in theory, a complex heel, over Kenny, who suffered enough losses. I don't know. I don't like it. That's a cheap payout. I wasn't buying your pay-per-view anyway. I was going to wait till it was done and just watch the YouTube highlights like I do because on the video network, I can see it. But it's just a dumb idea, and no one's happy with that. I don't know. I'm not crazy about it. That's why I'm going to say wrestling, you guys. I got a little bit of a, the touch of the racism. I got a little bit of touch of the dirty soap opera. And I got a lot of disappointment for a match that is probably going to be high quality with a dumb stipulation. Vince McMahon ruins things, but now it looks like Tony Khan and the uh, Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes are kind of ruined things too. But what I am excited for, Orange Cassidy, who I love, who's a slow dynamic. Looks like Ryan Gosling, in my opinion. You know, be on my TV more. Watch wrestling, you guys. It's fun. <laughs> so, um, and apparently there's a lot of video game themes today, and uh, there's eight, there's Wednesday Night Dynamite today, right? Or it's going on right now? Yes, and okay. NXT. Yes. So, um, all right, so one of the things uh, I was listening to another podcast, a CU podcast, and they were saying that, um, okay, the whole WWE 2K20 controversy right now is because... Um, I think it was Jukes was the company that used to make it in tandem with visual concepts. And really they're just yeah. building on top of like what it's probably like a 15 year old engine at this point. They're just always putting a fresh coat of paint every, every year now trying to make this a yearly series before it wasn't a yearly series on the WWE games. Um, uh, the concept of um, what they were talking about was the concept that made um, that an AEW video game, provide the outlet for all these disgruntled fans and uh, I'm, I'm just wondering would you like to see an AEW exclusive video game 
because uh, it might I mean, very much pull WWE video games out of the doldrums and actually have good uh, current gen or next gen wrestling games. I can't agree with that, and for the reason why it's this, it's very similar. It's the rosters. It's the rosters. You know, you want to play in your own imagination. Imagine if you were kids, man. You buy the toys. You have your own Stone Cold Steve Austin special The Rock. Well, I'm a 30-year-old man, and damn it, I'm playing with the virtual toys. And if I'm right now, I'm doing Randy Orton versus Braun Strowman because somehow Randy Orton won my Universal Championship, so that's what's going down. You know, so a bad WWE game is not going to make me want to buy the AEW game. It's just not going to make me want to buy their current WWE game. I like AEW as a concept. I think it will get its legs and it will go far. But also, you know, I know where my loyalties lie. It's just AEW is my cool new friend. AEW is my college friend. Mm. <laughs> WWE 2K is going to be, you know, my, my high school friend. And whoever ends up becoming my law school friend might be New Japan. We'll see. they got to fix a lot of stuff, though. But, you know, it's not going to stop me. If you guys want to buy AEW, that's because you acknowledge the product. But what are you going to do, play as the same 10 characters that's available to you? The mm. roster's not as broad. It's about creativity. I do the universe mode because I have a plethora of, of players or, I guess, wrestlers and, you know, females as well. Um, well, females are wrestlers too. Let's put that out there. I'm not Brand Taubman. Um, <laughs> to create my own stories and titles, things like that. For AEW, I got... One title, the main title. I got the tag titles, which haven't been crowned yet, and I got the women's title. And I got probably like 10 actual people who were signed to All Elite Wrestling, and everybody else is just working as a contract or as a talent relations. So it might be cool. It might be fun. Look, you know, back in the day, and I'm going to say it right now, I think everybody can agree with this with me. When I had WCW 64, WCW versus NWO, and then mm-hmm. WWF No Mercy, it was fantastic because I enjoyed both. If given a couple of years, AEW actually has a roster investment. Maybe I might entertain it, but also I just don't have the time to play two wrestling games. So what I'm going to do is that when they actually make a fully functional WWE game, there's the creative player designs that you download. I'm going to download all of the All Elite wrestlers and just <laughs> play that online and then invite them to my own story. And then we just made a wrestling baby. So it will be All Elite World Wrestling Entertainment. You know you're about that, guys. Yes. Okay. And I'll be able to play it with my friends online using that Astro Gaming A40TR headset. <laughs> Thank you, Astro Gaming. Beautiful. beautiful. Yes, and uh, we are uh, well past our two-hour mark, so thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, BU, for, for joining us tonight and, and commenting on our, on our chat page. Thank you to Freddy for providing us the, uh, the Fred rank for, for, for this past week. Uh, thank you to my good buddies, Andrew and Charles. Thank you to Trey Turner for giving us tacos. Thank you to FEU College of Law for giving us an education in law. Uh, th- really? Thank you to, 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 to Spooktacular, Spooky Season, Halloween uh, for, for, for all the candy and, and horror movies and horror video games and costumes that, uh, that we're having. Uh, well, tomorrow. We'll see tomorrow. And uh, uh, what was your other one? Uh, Andrew, what was your other sponsor? This this non-sponsor. This the one? the Goof Nest. Ah, and, and and thank you to our old Goof's Nest, which uh, and soon enough we'll have a new Goof's Nest, uh, in in the coming time, and uh, and and once more, thank you to Astro, for their gaming A40TR headset. Go and get your one of those, and 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 and, lis- and listen to us. Listen to Sports Goofs when we put this on our on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. 
And thank you everybody for joining us. And uh, and I guess we'll we'll see you hopefully next week for for uh, number forty one, and and we'll know who won the World Series by that point. Have a good night, everyone. Take care. Right.